0: Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. You are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how can its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and place it under a basket, but on a stand where it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law and the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. For truly I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not an iota, not a dot, shall pass from the law until all is accomplished. Therefore, whoever relaxes the least of one of these commandments and teaches others to do the same shall be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does them and teaches them shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and the Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. You have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not murder, and that whoever murders is liable to judgment. But I say to you, everyone who is angry with his brother is liable to judgment, and whoever insults his brother is liable to the council, and whoever says, Raka, or you fool, is liable to the hell of fire. So, if you are offering your gift at the altar, and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go. First be reconciled to your brother, and then come and offer your gift. Come to terms quickly with your accuser when going within the court, lest your accuser turn you over to the judge and the judge to the guard, and you be put in prison. For truly I say to you, you will never get out until you have paid the last penny. You have heard that it was said, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you, everyone who looks on a woman with lustful intent has already committed adultery with her in his heart. So, if your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away for it is better to lose one of your members than have your whole body thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away, for it is better to lose one of your members than have your whole body put in hell. It was also said that whoever divorces his wife, let him give to her a certificate of divorce. But I say to you, Everyone who divorces his wife, except on the grounds of marital infidelity, makes her commit adultery. And whoever marries that divorced woman commits adultery. Again, you have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not swear falsely, but you shall perform to the Lord what you have sworn. But I say to you, do not take an oath at all, not by heaven, for it is the throne of God, not by the earth, for it is his footstool, and not by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. Do not take an oath by your head, for you cannot make one hair black or white. Let what you say be simply yes or no. Anything more than this comes from evil. You have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, do not resist the one who is evil. For if anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to him the other one also. If anyone would sue you and take your tunic, let him have your cloak as well. And if anyone would force you to go one mile, go with him two miles. Give to the one who would beg from you, and do not refuse the one who would borrow from you. You have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbors and hate your enemies. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be sons of your Father who is in heaven. For he makes his Son rise on the good and on the evil and sends rain onto the just and onto the unjust. If you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet only your brothers, what more have you done than others? Do not even the Gentiles do the same? You, therefore, must be perfect, as your heavenly Father is perfect. Beware of practicing your righteousness before other people, in order to be seen by them, for then you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. Thus, when you give to the needy, sound their trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do, in the synagogues and on the streets, that they may be praised by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, that your giving may be done in secret, and your Heavenly Father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on the street corners, that they may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door. Pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Heavenly Father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray... as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your Father in heaven will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. And when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces that their fasting may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, that your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your Father, who is in secret. And your Heavenly Father, who sees in secret, will reward you. Do not lay up for yourself treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourself treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroy and thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy, your whole body is full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body is full of darkness. If then the light in you is darkness, how great is that darkness. No one can serve two masters, for he will either hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. It's life not more than food, and the body more than clothing. Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, but yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life, is its own trouble. Judge not that you not be judged, for with the judgment you pronounce, you will be judged, and with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. So why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, and do not notice the log that is in your own eye? Or how do you say to your brother, here, let me take the speck out of your eye, when there is a log in your own eye? You hypocrite! First take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. The one who seeks, finds. And to the one who knocks, it will be opened. Or which of you, if his son would ask you for bread, would give him a stone? Or if he would ask for a fish, would give him a serpent? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good things to those who ask of him? Whatever you wish that others would do to you, do also to them, for this is the law and the prophets. Enter by the narrow gate. For the gate is wide and the way is easy that leads to destruction and those that enter by it are many. But the gate is narrow and the way is hard that leads to life and those that find it are few. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You will recognize them by their fruit. Are grapes gathered from thornbrushes, or figs from thistles? Every healthy tree bears good fruit, but the diseased tree bears bad fruit. A healthy tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a diseased tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus, you will recognize them by their fruit. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. For many on that day will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many mighty works in your name? And then will I declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. Everyone then who hears these words of mine will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rains rains fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it did not fall because it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rains fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat against that house. And it fell, and great was the fall of it. When Jesus was finished with these sayings, the crowds were astonished at his teaching, for he taught as one with authority and not as their scribes.
1: I'm going to ask you to keep the Bibles closed uh, for this time, because I want us to, with the person next to us, I want to give us two minutes, and I want us to wrestle with this one question. Where did I feel convicted the most this morning in the words of Jesus? So we have two minutes, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to just share a few of those. The so, just the person next to us. And turn around. Great. So, I wanted to give us a few minutes to listen uh, to each other as we talk about the things in which we really felt God spoke to us, Jesus' words this morning. So if anyone would like to share. What we're going to do, though, this is a little different, is um, I'm going to, if you could raise your hand, I'm going to give you a microphone so we can hear you. Um, I know, listen, it's not scary. It's really not. You just hold it and talk into it, Okay. Um so does that would anyone like to start? Yeah, here we go. I was thinking even a baby could <coughs> do it. Oh, yeah, exactly. Thank you. Even a baby can use a microphone. We saw uh, <coughs> We saw we saw Ted. Teddy grabbed that thing real quick. <laughs> yeah. Anybody like to share? What words of Jesus convicted you? Jesus talks a lot about um, what I heard um, as the words were being spoken today was that there's just a, a theme of don't fear afraid. yeah yeah that's great thanks Mike And that's where our perfection should
0: be pursued and how we love those that others hate. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, thanks, Dave. Yeah, maybe two others. I was impressed by the the whole concept of the power of meditating on God for the day and night. Hmm. That becomes really our nourishment, Mm -hmm. and that we're then able to apply it (laughs) rather than mere words. Mm -hmm. And I was waiting for Bill to get to the part where he spoke as one with the warning. Mm -hmm. And when the word is really in our heart like that, uh, we have a new mind and a new mind.
1: (sighs) Yeah. Thank you, Bob. Yeah, one, one more.
0: Thanks guys.
1: Um I kept being struck by this is what you heard, but this is what I said. What you should be doing with your life. This is what success looks like. What has God say? And that's just me. I think a good response for us in this passage as we talk about the words of Jesus is to repent. And repentance calls us to stop traveling in the direction we are, to turn around, and to start walking a different way, to embrace the way of Jesus. So I would like for us to take a posture of repentance. Uh, if you're able and would like to kneel, I'm going to kneel. Um, sometimes people who are taking a posture of repentance, they keep their hands open. It's like I'm releasing this. Uh, some put their hands down as I'm releasing this, or dropping this. So I would just want to ask you to take a posture of repentance, however that works for you. And I'm going to pray and leave moments of silence for us to have conversation with God about the ways in which we feel like we need to repent. So let's pray. Jesus, we thank you for your words this morning. Lord, some of us feel like we've been punched in the gut. And that is the Holy Spirit working. And so, God, in, this, in these next few moments, Lord, we need to repent. And so, God, I ask that as we have a, a time of just being silent before you, that you would allow our hearts to speak to you. Honestly, about the ways in which we are convicted and the ways in which we need to lay before you and we need to repent of and we need to move in the direction of your kingdom and your goodness and your love and your mercy. So God, hear our prayers. Father, we're reminded... in the Sermon on the Mount, that we can ask for anything and that you give it to us. So Lord, we ask that you would help us to have repentant hearts. Lord, that the things that we have cried out to you about in our our quiet space with you this morning, that you would begin a transformative work in our lives in those areas. Father, the debts that have been released here this morning, we ask that they would remain released, that we would not pick them back up and hold on to them, But they'd remember that you are good, that you have forgiven us, and that we now can forgive others. Father, I I pray that we would, uh, along with what Mike shared, that we would not be hypocrites. That we would see the way we think and the way we act as a whole piece. Not just the way we are on Sunday, but the way that we do business on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. The way that we father and husband and, and have relationships, that you would continue to work and to move, and that we would be one with the things that we say and the things that we do. Lord, that you would help us to love our enemies well, that you would forgive us for the times when we don't love our enemies well. Lord, we ask that you would forgive our sinning hearts and that you would help us to turn. We thank you for the words that were. That were, that were uttered by the voice of God thousands of years ago on the side of the mountain and that we had a chance to access them this morning. Lord, may your words go deep. May they plant seeds in places we didn't even know. And may we, we see crops of these beautiful godly fields begin to spring forth in the dead and broken places of our souls. Thank you for meeting with, with us here this morning. In your name we pray. Amen. I want to ask Bill uh, to come up and join me for a few minutes. So, uh, Bill, you you memorized like uh, thousands of words of Scripture. And um, why did you decide to memorize the entire Sermon on the Mount?
0: Well, I guess it started... Uh, the men's discipleship class I was in at the past and the one before that, um, uh, there was an emphasis a lot on scripture memorization and reading, and, and it was very helpful to me. It, it really, uh, it, I, it was something I really needed, because it was very lacking in my life, like discipline and studying and looking at the scriptures. And especially the memorization, because it kind of forced me to be in the Word more, and it, it was a good thing. So when we were done, I was talking to Jr. and said, you know, was expressing it to him and I said, you know, I don't want to lose this, I don't want to stop memorizing scripture. Do you have scripture, do you have any any suggestions? And Jr. said, Well kinda of funny you should mention that. I'm working on the Sermon on the Mount in preparation for our trip to Israel. And uh said, so Why don't you maybe join me that? And I said, uh, Oh the Beatitudes, yeah, actually, that's cool. And he said, No. <laughs> I said, I, I can handle that. And he said, no, I'm talking the scripture sermon. And at that time, I didn't realize that it was. It was like, bad big. <laughs> <laughs> but I committed myself to do it. So uh, that's kind of where that started.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Uh, Dallas Willard said it is better for someone to memorize scripture than to read their Bible. Hmm. And um, I'm, I'm not going to nuance that at all. How have you seen the memorization of scripture transform your life?
0: Well, I think, I think the big thing is when you, when you, when you memorize scripture, like it's, it's kind of, you have to do it repetitively to get it. I mean, you can read a scripture and then it all of a sudden it's out of your mind, but if you're memorizing something, it's something that's repetitive and it gets into your life, it gets into your mind, uh, just on the way to work every day. And then the pro- problem, it's not really a problem, but the, the struggle I have with it, these words are very powerful words. They can come back and haunt you. And so uh, here, um, it was almost like I cry out to God, like I didn't. I don't know if I really signed up for this part of it, but that was the whole the whole point of it. And it's like I would be at work, and the words that I was reciting on the way to work, I find myself like rocketing somebody for a third, you know, like a, like a, or or just uh, being convicted of things that are going that I normally wouldn't have been convicted about because they are. I've been spending so much time working on these, on these words. Mm. When I say rocking, that's kind of word I like the anger, being angry at somebody and being convicted about it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, could you share maybe one or two ways in which this has changed the way that you do work or it has kind of haunted you at work?
0: Well, just understanding that work has been a struggle for me. Uh, we, since we had a, the uh, this, the uh, series of uh, summer so two ago, feeling like trying to understand how I'm supposed to be a disciple of Jesus at work, and uh, what what is it cleverly disguised as a missionary cleverly disguised as a guy, and and it's I've always wondered how work how that fits in with me, and these words have been kind of like realizing that. There's a whole purpose of being at work and that's just not to make money for your company but to be a servant of God there. And these words, studying, just working and studying them and memorizing them on the way to work every day has, I think, has changed the way I view people at work. Mm. It's changed the way, hopefully, it's changing the way I view work So it's something different than what it was before. It's great. I'm, I'm a little nervous. Nah,
1: no, nah, you're doing great. Yeah, one of the things that I love about Bill is when when we were hatching and thinking through this this experience for us, um, Bill was like, "Well, I don't want people to walk away thinking that I've that I'm this super awesome Christian, but I just really long to hide God's word in my heart," and that's one thing I love about. As I've watched Bill. Another thing, many of you know Bill. Many of you don't. He's also a runner, and so I, I love hearing him talk about how. Um, and some runners get this. Of people that aren't runners, I think they struggle with this. But like how running can be like prayer. Uh, and as I hear Bill talk about that, and I hear the way that he's been wrestling with the scripture while he's been running, it's just a beautiful, beautiful picture for us. So, Bill, and this is it, and then you don't have to be nervous anymore. If you could challenge renew, if you had one thing that you would want to say renew, if you put, if you do this, and you know, if you memorize all the Bible, because that's your next step. Um, but I guarantee you. Uh, but yeah, but seriously, how how would you want to challenge renew?
0: I would I would challenge. The- I think with scripture memorization, um, to, to memorize and read scripture, but with the idea that God's going to work, and it's, it's not going to be pleasant at times. It's going to be, it's going to be life-changing. It's going to be, it's, it's going to shake you up. And, and I, I struggle with that because this is, the sermon studying the sermon that has raised more questions to me than answers a lot. And I'm, what I'm learning to do. That it's good. It's it's okay to wrestle with Scripture. It's okay to not understand it, but to wrestle with it. And it we don't have to, like 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 what Dave said. Well, you know, we're in a church that says no perfect people allowed. But he says at the end of chapter two, chapter four, five, be perfect as I am. Perfect. What does that mean? But it's a good thing to wrestle with those things. Mm-hmm. Or loving our enemies. I just want to share one thing that I've, I've really been kind of convicted about this week. I've been following the, uh, the Boston Marathon trial, uh, the, the bomber, since especially close, since I was there on the day that it happened. Uh, and, it just, and hearing how much justice needs to be done, and how much this guy needs to pay for what he's done, and all rightly so, and understanding people's desire for justice. But I think what the Lord is convicting me of that like could it be some, could He be calling us to do something as radical as to, as to pray for this guy? And, and there's words of, of of pray for your enemies and pray for those who persecute you that you may this is how you become sons of your father by doing these kinds of things and it's kind of changed my whole outlook on that and I would encourage you and this is kind of what scripture memory I think does sometimes without even realizing it you're going to start getting convicted of things because those words just keep popping up in every situation that you come into and 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 it's sometimes it doesn't feel like a good thing but it is a good thing.
1: Hmm. Uh, as one with authority, I think, Bob, you hit it right on the head. When those words become so entwined in our lives, when we speak, we are speaking the words of God, and they become authoritative, and that's an awesome thing. Um, yeah. Bill, thank you so much for giving that gift to this community this morning. If any of you are like, I need to start memorizing Scripture, and you don't know where to start, or you're worried or afraid, please talk to Bill. Uh, I think he would love to. He's also, if you're looking to start running, uh, he's a great running coach. Uh, if you want to run and pray, um, you may be able to do that. But, I, Bill, I'd like to pray for you. Um, you know, you are running in Boston in a few weeks here. And uh, I want to pray for you and for your body. And I know that um, it has been, you've had injury issues over the last few months and, you know, the last couple of years. And just to pray that this would be a time when the Lord meets you on the road in Boston. Yeah. Lord, thank you so much for my brother. Thank you for the gift that he gave our community this morning. Thank you for the the ways in which you perked up our ears and you convicted our hearts and you brought tears and you brought um, our hearts to a place of longing to repent. Lord, thank you for meeting us in repentance with your loving kindness. Lord, I pray for my brother. I thank you so much for... Uh, the way you've shaped him and the way you are continuing to shape him from these radical words that your son Jesus spoke to the world. And Lord, I pray for him specifically as he prepares his heart and his mind for Boston, uh, that you would give his body peace, uh, that as he runs, that you would just help him to run and know that uh, there's a community back home cheering him on. And may the words of Jesus roll around and may you give him road to Emmaus opportunities with other runners. Um, As he is running, may he be a light and an encouragement to the people that he is around. So Lord, bless him. Thank you so much for allowing us to hear your words this morning. In your name we pray. Amen.